Warning. Explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Great Northeast BJJ Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 3. This episode, we sit down with our friend Chucky Rosa. Chucky Rosa is the man behind Chucky's Fight, which is a charity dedicated to fighting teen substance abuse. He also They also help pay for treatment after detox for people that can't afford it so they can continue sober living. Here's some things you got to know about Chucky if you don't already know him. This guy can cook. If he offers you food, you better take it because it's going to be good. He's in the ocean every day. Every day. Sometimes twice. And this is not the Caribbean. This is New Hampshire. The frigid North Atlantic. Um, in hurricanes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. He's out there in the water. Chucky's a strong dude with a powerful story. And despite all he's been through, he has a ton of gratitude. So we recorded this on his porch on a really nice day um, at the end of March. When we showed up, he was out shucking clams that he dug. Then we went swimming. So if you want to go swimming, let him know. He'll go anytime with you. But this Saturday, if you're listening to this recently, um, April 7th, 2018 at 11 a.m. in Seabrook, New Hampshire, you should go to the annual April Chucky's Fight Pledge and Plunge. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can find it under under events. But there will be a lot of people there, and it's, it's a cool uh, fundraiser for Chucky. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Tortuga Soap Company, tortugasoap.com. Not guaranteed to ward off the cold when you're swimming with Chucky, but you'll smell good and look good while you're doing it. Brought to you by Port City BJJ, portcitybjj.com, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Come check us out and train. We love visitors, so wherever you are, if you're ever in Portsmouth or in the, in the area, come and check us out. We'd love to have you. Also brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. We Are Dapper Ties. Um, it's two brothers. They make ties. I don't know anything about ties, but um, they do, so you should go check them out. And if you do buy some ties from them, make sure you enter the code ROLL. If you enter the code ROLL, you get free shipping. So buy some ties. Keep yourself looking good. Get some soap so you don't stink. And then come train with us in Port City because we don't want any people that are looking like bums smelling bad. Also, please check out Chucky's Fight online, chuckysfight.com. You can read about his story, see what he's up to, send him a message, go, go jump in the ocean with him. If you don't know him, you need to meet him. He's, he's an interesting cat for sure. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. Peace. Super laid back, like so. What okay. we do is usually, you know, it's just it's for jujitsu people. But uh, yeah. you know, we just well, talk about. Heck yeah, I mean, right? I, I mean, I, uh, I've been doing this shit like long time. <laughs> when did you start doing jujitsu, man? Oh boy, 
Well, it's like I said, the whole it's a whole different thing. People think it's all the same, but it's not. It's right. a small circle jujitsu with a Japanese. Right. Um, it's a mixed martial art. They call it small circle jujitsu, but it's really not. You have to know some of that stuff, but I feel like I'm not very well versed. Yeah. As well, I mean, I I can hold my own, but yeah. against against somebody my size that's really good at it, I'm not, I I'll end up punching the shit out of right. to get up. You know what? Doing what I know what I have to do to get up. I, you know, I have one good move that I like. Um, if I get on top of you, I'll uh, I'll show you down the cellar. If I mean, I won't I won't do it like do it do it. But yeah, it's, it's, fine. it's yeah yeah. Um, I know how to tap. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't anyway, want, I don't so, want you on top of me. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> What's that? Where'd you grow up, man? Arlington in Cambridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Shit. No, it's oh, fine, okay. dude. You're fine. This okay, is, yeah. This so just Arl- us. Arlington, Mass, and, yeah. uh, and uh, Cambridge. I mean, um, Cambridge, Arlington, and Lexington. <laughs> yeah. And um, when I had bait, when I had kids, I was 18, 19 years old. I uh, was in Peabody for a few years, Peabody, Mass, and. Uh, uh, Wilming- Wilmington Peabody and then after I lost my second son I moved to Seabrook to try to to um I lost two sons to drug overdose I, I moved to Seabrook to try to get my third son who was struggling uh, I figured there'd be less stuff up here but that wasn't the case I found out that after a couple of weeks I was an uneducated kind of I wouldn't say naive parent, but I just thought that, you know, what could they be doing in New Hampshire? Right. They're probably, you know, raising cows or something and uh, or on a beach. But um, my son told me it was it was just as bad. And um, but after several failed attempts, uh, he he managed to uh, get his sobriety and he's been good for about nine years. And he's uh, he's doing what I wanted to do when I was a little bit a bit younger. Uh, he made it to the UFC and he's one of the top, you know, uh, featherweights in the world right now in his weight class he's injured right now but when he comes back he said uh he's gonna try to get that belt nice. so yeah so he's doing well and i have three others that uh my babies are graduating high school, uh, college this year they uh they went to see them on a rugby game last night and uh and i have a daughter that lives up in new in vermont the trains horses yeah so we're here um, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and it's the last day of March, but we're super lucky and it's gorgeous out. Beautiful day. But I have hung out with you on days that were not that gorgeous <laughs> and where I thought I was going to die yeah. when we got out of that water. Mm-hmm. But so you do this every day, right? Yeah, I, I uh, my goal is I, I get in every day and uh, especially in the winter because it's, it's, um, it's more of a novelty and um, I officially, I think, is a March. 20th, I, I get in every single day this winter. Uh, didn't miss any days, didn't miss any days last winter or the winter. I'm on a good roll. I've been doing it over close to 15 years now. And uh, and um, I do it because my son's ashes are in the ocean. Dominic and Vincent's ashes, I were cremated and their ashes were put in the ocean on his birthday, 7-11. And um, it's my way of uh, revisiting them and um, asking them to give me the strength to make good choices that day. Uh, because I struggle and um, I go to schools and prisons and uh, halfway houses and speak a little bit. I don't lecture. It's very interactive and I ask them to give me the strength to try to make a difference because if I wasn't doing what I think is the right thing, I'd be doing the wrong thing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next week, I, so we came, we came down this week because next Saturday, uh, my friend Diane, 
yeah. know every year puts on like or is a part of mm -hmm. raising money for you and everybody comes down and so maybe people out there that, that like are in our jiu-jitsu community don't know about this mm. um so i wanted to get it out there for those guys but so it's like the first week of april she she always organizes a thing yeah yeah a plunge yeah and she calls it pledge and pledge and plunge yeah yeah and uh the money that is raised is uh used for people who cannot access treatment after they get out of uh uh, detox, which is a place where you go to get the crap out of your system. It usually lasts about 28 days, but after that, you need to go into a, what you call sober living because um, you don't want to go back to the same toxic environment, and it costs some money, and a lot of people have, that are in that situation have burned all their bridges, and they, they don't have the money to get from point A to B, and then they're going to end up back on the street knowing what they know going from one bad situation to another and end up back in the can or end up, you know, could end up dead and uh, we just give them the opportunity to get into sober living and I usually, we, we put them through a process on the phone, they call up with their case manager and um, I won't go through the whole thing but uh, ask them a lot of personal questions, how long you've been using, what's your drug of choice, you got any kids, why would I scholarship you? and. Uh, and um, a lot of them say it's the first time they've tried sober living. They've tried to do it on their own. And they need to be in a place where they're fighting the same fight everybody else is. And that's not at their girlfriend's house or their mother's house where they're getting enabled and everything. They need accountability and structure. And uh, if we think it's a good fit, we'll send money to the house. And um, then the journey becomes theirs. And we've had some, we've had some, good, uh, some good success. That's um, awesome. But we've lost some people too. But... Um, Try to I focus try to focus on positive things because like I said a few minutes ago if I wasn't doing the right thing I'd be doing the wrong thing I almost went down that path after I lost my son uh, Vincent um, thought I could get rid of some drug dealers and save all these people and in my own mind I could I could think how it was okay and um, I would have you know a couple of people that are close to me that uh, said you know Rosa you're doing a lot better doing what you're doing than because um, if you if, if you get rid of two people which isn't my I'm a God fearing person it's not my job to do but I you know I talk myself into things you know as I think we all do uh, there's going to be two more drug dealers in the way to, to uh, take their place so I try to make a difference um, by working with people that are struggling pretty much every day in in the drug courts they need community service hours scholarship people and I go to the schools and uh, and if the students make a pledge to make good choices they, they get a, um, a dog tag to remind them to make good choices yeah. so that's kind of what I do yeah so when uh, when did when did this like all like your sons died in 2003 it was a long time ago it seems like yeah it seemed like uh, yesterday but it was a while ago um, I don't even, I don't know it's been over 10 years yeah so, yeah but uh in, in like the same they died pretty close together yeah right? it was about a year apart yeah 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 i think vincent um vincent tried a fentanyl patch at a get together he was at and uh he had been doing he had been doing well prior to that but uh i think he smoked a little bit and people minimize marijuana and i'm not here to lecture anybody i don't give a shit you know i don't care i do care what people do but i'm not here to talk about that but uh i think changes your, your way of thinking a little bit you know um to the point where he got a little bit relaxed and a little lax 
someone offered him this stuff that he never would have taken unless he was high on marijuana. And uh, I think the marijuana was a precursor to him taking something that he wouldn't have taken, and he took it. And his friends thought he was um, was um, sleeping, and he was actually overdosing. And and I got that call that you never want to get, and, mm-hmm. he, uh, and I had to go to a hospital, and they told me that... Um, he was down the hall, whatever, and I thought that he might have been in a car accident. They wouldn't tell me over the phone why I had to go down there, and and I could see him through a window, and they said, well, you can't go in there, so of course I went in there, and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I, the lady said about me from you away, and I asked her a couple of times, how was my son doing? I could see him. His arms were folded. He had a tube coming out of his mouth. He had a blanket on up to about here, and she, she didn't answer me, and I said, what's going on? Well, you know what? And she goes, they didn't tell you, and I said, tell me what? She said he's dead, and I go, no, he's not, and I went over, and I shook him for what seemed like 10 minutes, but it was probably 10 seconds, and uh, I was yelling at him to wake up, and uh, he broke my heart that day, Mm. and then um, I don't think Dominic was feeling too good about that. He was at a treatment center in Long Beach, California, and uh, about, I don't know, maybe a year later, he, he he called me, and I was out of state and I never travel and I regret being out of state at the time. But uh, long story short, he came home from a place that he was at and uh, he was doing really well at this treatment center out in Long Beach. And uh, one of his, I don't call them friends, I call them acquaintances, loser acquaintances, asked him to use and he didn't make a good choice. He didn't, he said, I, you know, everybody thinks they can manage it, but it'll manage you at some point. But anyway, uh, got a call from the Winchester Hospital that he was just, uh, remember the word, and I can't remember yesterday, the word that he got, the doctor said he had expired, like it was a can of soup or something. Uh-huh. I didn't like that, but uh-huh. whatever. I didn't like anything at that time. I was going to kill everybody, and I almost went to jail for a long time for doing some things. How did you the, get out of, like, how did, like, turn, like, I mean, I can't imagine yeah. the, the pain. and all never like, have to. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But how did you th- turn it into this? Thing that now you've helped so probably, probably for, for selfish reasons i mean you i could either end up in a cage and i don't like being locked up yeah. i have been i'm not certainly not proud of it i'm not here boasting about it it's a disgrace i've made some decisions that i have landed in a lockup um i don't like <laughs> i don't like it i'm yeah. not afraid of anybody quite frankly but um i don't like being told what to do i don't like the way some of the people who run the facilities I'm not saying they're all like that. Talk to me. Yeah. I don't think I'm anything better, but I don't like to be talked to. No one wants to lose their freedom. Yeah, yeah, freedom and, and, and just the way that sometimes they demoralize, yeah. you know, what the F is your problem. And I'm like, you'd never speak to me like that on the street, you know, but right. but whatever. I don't want to stop, you know, it, 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 you know, it's just, it, it's not where I wanted to be. And yeah. uh, and we would get some pretty positive, uh, not that I need them, but you'd get some really nice um, feedback from from students or from people we've helped and I say you know what I do this as much for selfish reasons as I do it for them like I said this will be my third time if I wasn't doing the right thing I'd be doing the wrong thing George so right. probably it's as much you said how did I turn it around uh, you know it's an old saying you can either step up or step aside and uh, and I'm a fighter so I'm just gonna try to do what I have to do to make a difference because I feel like I let my kids down yeah. So Charles was like, yeah, he was young he, at the time. His brothers yeah, died, yeah, right? Yeah, those were his heroes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So he got mm-hmm. so he 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 ended up in, in you sent him to Florida or whatever. Or he went to Florida. No, he went to G. Yeah, he went to he went to yeah he he ended up in a couple of bad places and uh, after a couple of failed attempts, he ended up in Florida and uh, <clears throat> excuse me and um you know when when one of his things he had to do with treatment was to find an activity to do we call it a replacement activity or a fancy word for hobby and we've always <laughs> fought yeah. at the house you know <laughs> whether it was on the trampolines or you know they were beating the sh- crap out of each other with their hockey gloves or you know and um nice to fight with them you know um i wouldn't beat you know beat him up i don't think but uh but anyway he went into a gym and it happened to be charles mccarthy's gym he's a um ex-ufc fighter and he he said that the, he said that the short version is he wanted a spar. He saw some people sparring, and he you know he thought he was pretty good, and he was. He was tough, you know. Right. He's tough. He's his street, you know. He was tough. And everybody I, in your family that I've met is tough. Yeah, <laughs> they're all <laughs> tough, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. Oh, but um, but but he 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 ended up sparring this kid, and and uh, at the end he goes, this this skinny tall kid. He said I. He said, "I feel like I didn't do well." He said the kid knocked me down a couple times, and he was he was he was mad. And he said, uh, "Then the owner came up to him afterwards and said, uh, Charles McCarthy said uh, that was really something. That was really impressive.'" And Charles said, "F you, you know, like, <laughs> because he said he felt like he didn't get the better of the kid." He and he go and and, and, and the child says, what, "What you know?" What he says, "I'm serious." And he goes, "What do you mean?" And, he, and child, my child says, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Ah." Uh, he said, you know, that guy that you just went with is uh, ranked number four in the world, and he's fighting for the belt in like a month or something like that. And he said, and he said to himself, he, he didn't he didn't get the, you know, he just said, he says, you know, he says, I, I think that if uh, I did pretty well against this kid, I'll, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, because he wanted to be a hockey player. It's like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty good, <laughs> right. but, uh, he, you know, he wasn't, you know. Couldn't skate, but he was yeah, good at fighting. Yeah, he, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, you know. He's actually pretty good, but uh, I don't think he knows he wouldn't have. It, it just, you know, he said one time he went to school at Johnson and Wales and he played against the junior Bruins and he was like, what the, f-? you know, they, yeah. they, they, he just, they're a whole nother level. Yeah. But he didn't think this kid was, he didn't think that it wasn't something he could do. And then he made it to the UFC and he's gotten several fight of the nights and uh, he's, he's, he's never been out of class. So he's, he's up there with the top guys in the world and um, he's doing well and, you know my other my other kids are uh, the Vince. Uh, still call them the wrong names. Francis and Lucas. Um, they're really smart. They uh, they go to school and, and uh, they go to college. And uh, they, I mean, I met those two when they were in high school. I think like maybe freshmen. Oh really? On the wrestling team, mm-hmm. and they would come train with us. Yeah. And they had they were the toughest little dudes <laughs> you've ever seen. Yeah. And like, no quit. I would be. I'd have to be like, "Hey, dude, it's okay. You can tap. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, you. It would be like just the toughest, bad, nicest kids. Yeah, tough, yeah, like yeah, hardworking, yeah. tough kids. No, thank and, you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're great guys. Yeah, that's about all I could teach them because I don't know where they got their, their. They they get. You know, Charles had told me. He goes, Dad. He goes, you know, the boys get a four average, and I'm like. EPA or something. I'm yeah, GPA. Like, oh, yeah. EPA. Whatever, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. Because I didn't go to school. I ran a factory. Not that I'm not proud of it, yeah. but uh, I so I said so. And he, he goes, he goes. Well, you know what that that is? And I go, no. And he says, well, it's like a fucking perfect score. He goes, it's like impossible to get. They have to do everything right. So, 
they they do really really well at school they study philosophy and uh and um it's kind of funny because uh I don't even read that well <laughs> and, and, and uh so I don't know where they get their brains it's awesome. Uh, she thinks it's from her, but uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, they wrote a book, right? Yeah, in, in high school, they published a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crypto, awesome. Cryptopedia. Cryptopedia. It's about thing, things that may or may not exist. Uh, yeah. So they, yeah. yeah. Want to go get a copy of it? There's one I in the house. One. Oh no, yeah. but there's one in the house if you want to show. Yeah, it. we'll uh, we'll get well, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll put a picture up on yeah, it for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, those guys are amazing. They're Thank amazing you, yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. And I have a daughter that does really well with the horses she runs. Uh, she works with the, like the best horses in the world, um, the Morgan, their show horses. And uh, she works with the babies, breaking them in. And apparently she's really talented at that. Like I, I don't, when I watch the watch them, I go to like the shows or something. When I think the horse is not doing that well, she does well. And when I think she's doing well, she doesn't because they they watch it how the the gate and stuff. Um, you know when I'm watching a a fight or something, I can I can tell because I something I kind of know about. Yeah. You know, but um, but she does that. She really she's very good with the animals and uh, so thankfully the ones I have left are doing my my kids I have left are doing well and uh, I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for uh, you know everything. You know. So when I I've I've known you a long time. I had no idea you had you were had horses mm. harness racing. Yeah. <laughs> I had no yeah, idea, yeah, man. Yeah, I just uh it's not, you know, it was just my father. We had a he had he had some horses back in the day and I I kind of did it for my daughter get a couple of cheap race horses and but it's an expensive sport. Oh, yeah. They break they hurt a leg and it costs a lot of money. So they got to be winning and there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of money in it. It's, that's why they call it the rich man sport, I think. Sport of Kings, sport right? Of Is that kings, horse racing? Yeah, the sport of Kings. Yeah, I said it wrong. You yeah. said it no, wrong. it's all right. Sport of Kings. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's um, but you know, but it was it was more like of a hobby. I I kind of like watching them watching them run and uh, and my you know and then like I think we talked to Charles about Charles a little bit. Is that you know you. Be careful what you wish for. I wanted a, you know, I was going to be the next heavyweight champion in the world before, like, you know, the real MMA. I was mostly boxing, but uh, I had kids when I was eight, 19, and custody of the two boys when I was like 21. And I still trained. I've been training. I train every day, but, um, uh, you know, but Charles, I, I never, it, I never, it never happened professionally for me, but Charles did it. And now when he's fighting, I'm, I don't even know if I should say this on camera, but I'm like an old lady. Everybody thinks, "Oh, you know, Jesus, you must it's be hard. so excited." I'm like, right. I, I'm like, I can't wait till it's over because <laughs> I, I pace. I don't let much bother me either no. because uh, after losing a couple of kids, um, whatever. But I'd be a liar if I said I, I get you know. People will say to him, wow, "What's the matter with your father?" You know, and he'll come out of the locker room at a UFC fight and say, "What's wrong?" That I go, "Nothing." What's the? Well, so and so said you. You seem like you're awful quiet. I'm like, I'm like, I want to beat the shit out of them. It's like, it's just about him. I, I don't want to talk to anybody because, uh, right. you know, I'm in Mexico and the, the people are going wild for obviously their guy and they're booing my son and throwing shit at him. I want to beat up the whole fucking place. <laughs> no, it's awful. Yeah, I know. So it's it's, it's awful know. for me. I don't, I don't want him. I hopefully he doesn't hear this. But, <laughs> you know, but you know, it, but, but it's it, it's exciting. He's doing what he loves. He's he's good and uh. The boys, um, the, the every, everybody's doing, everybody is doing well. Um, Lucas wants to try it, and um, I'm not sure about Francis, but uh, Lucas just got a scholarship where he's able to 
travel all over the world for the next year to uh, he had a he got it's called the Watson Award. Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a scholarship and um they only give it to a certain amount of people in the country and he actually it's a big deal I guess and he's gonna go to Cambodia, Holland for kickboxing and he has to write papers um about how MMA is not you know what people think it is what most people think it is um the philosophy end of it yeah so uh and his professor told him it's going to be a really hard sell you're up against lots of people that you know it's going to be and, and he got it and it was like a really big deal he that's just awesome. got it last week yeah so, that's awesome yeah so that'll be interesting he has a a journey and these these kids have traveled more than and in their short you know their lives than i have i i didn't i haven't really gone to many any places but except when charles fights i went to sweden and uh when he fought Dennis Seaver. Right. And, and that was, he took that fight on short notice, yeah, right? Yeah, he had to lose like 30 pounds and like, oh. Oh, it was something ridiculous. Yeah, he took it in like a week, I yeah, thought, or yeah, something it like it that. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't healthy because uh, he had to lose a lot of weight. Right. Yeah. He said he had a piece of pizza in his hand. He was in Holland when he got the call. He said, I threw the pizza out and started running. Yeah. He said, I had to lose, like, I'm serious, he had to lose like 30 pounds or something. It was not, yeah, it was crazy. He flew out there and back when they we didn't really know as much as we know now i remember putting like blankets on and we had a whole pile of blankets outside the, the we kept asking them for bedspreads and sheets right. and, and uh to try to make weight which we did and uh he gave dennis Seaver, you know that dennis oh. Seaver was ranked number 10 in the world at the time and he almost beat him a few you know he almost beat him and he got fight of the night so and but, to yeah. take that fight on short notice and in sweden that's mm -hmm. a big deal yeah i mean it proved i think that because yeah. I think it was he undefeated at the time. He might have been undefeated. Yeah, think, but yeah. that proved to the UFC right then yeah, and there yeah. that he was no joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. yeah he almost beat him. He, he had him a couple of times, but just uh, Dennis had a lot of more experience yeah. and stuff. And, uh, yeah. So... Yeah, every, so we can't. I think we were here. We we're here on New Year's Day. I think we did New Year's Day. Is that this man? year? Yeah. Oh, that's right. And the, yeah, and you the, guys, man, my memory's not. It's all right. Place. I mean, you do a lot of stuff, man. Too many shots to the head, uh, too. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure, and some substance abuse. But yeah, we have what's called freezing for a reason. That's our big fundraiser, and um. Yeah, you were here and it was cold. You guys, oh are, man, you it guys was like tough, seven, yeah. seven degrees. Yeah, tough cookies. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I think in the windshield was below zero. There, oh, was yeah. a, there was a stretch there around Christmas, New Year's, where every day, my, when I get up, my, you know, I'll ask Mir, what does it, what does it say? Because she uses the phone, it'll tell you the temperature and the water temperature. And the water temperature is pretty much in the winter; it's always around thirty-eight, whatever. But she'll say, "Oh well," she'll look at me. I'm like, "What?" And you know, because I'm cranky in the morning, and I she goes, she goes, she goes, well, it's it's six degrees, but the windshield is minus sixteen. I'm like, oh, oh, you know. So, but but I, you know, I make myself do it, you know, and just uh, and I, you know, and I get down there, and it's probably the hardest thing I'll have to do. Bless myself and ask my boys to look over me and the people that uh, are struggling, and I do my thing, and then I'll go do my training, uh, whether I hitting the bat you know whatever i do um and start the day <laughs> yeah but there was about a week to 10 days this winter for me to remember it it must have been must have etched a little something i think there was a really cold snap and cool. it just it was, it was people's awful. pipes were freezing and uh it was i think it was like a week or something right around Two christmas weeks. was it really oh yeah. it was brutal yeah 
degrees. Yeah. It makes me feel good though because yeah. I was here and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yeah. But you look like it's not even bothering you. So to hear them, it's like yeah. makes me feel a little bit better because yeah. I was like, man, I don't know how he does that. Yeah. I'm like thinking, I'm. Uh, I think it's what you get used to. Yeah, you know? yeah, you get used to it. You know. I was in Trevor's van, Trevor Stone's van. Oh, Trevor, after yeah, we jumped yeah. in that thing, I had the heat cranking. <laughs> I couldn't feel my toes. I was like, Trevor, I don't yeah, know if yeah. my toes. It was brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you had the governor. Yeah, he came. Yeah, came down. And I didn't think he would because I saw him at an event and he he approached me and he says, "Oh, uh, I'd like to come in with you sometime." And and I and I I don't want to. I'm I I like to think of myself as humble, but I I just. I says, you know, he's a governor, he's a, you know, he's a big shop, and I'm like, whatever. I says, I says, I go in twice a day. I said, you're welcome anytime, sir. And somebody said, you know who that, you know, the, the bottom line, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I said, well, he said, when's the next time you're having something? And I said, well, actually, there's one coming up in, um, in, uh, I think it was December 31st. And the short version is he has a guy that, that, uh, shadows him. I guess it's like a, I don't know if it's a bodyguard or yeah. a guy that takes his notes, whatever. But, uh, he says, um, Write that down, and um, I'll see you then. And I'm kind of a gambling fool. Another one of my addictions. I would have bet a million right. dollars he wasn't going to show, especially on that. It was a fucking cold day, dude. And he and he and he showed up, and uh, he went in, and then uh, and then he said, "You want to want to go in again?" Um, and I said, "Let's go." And he he jumped in. And he we walked out again, and uh, he took a few pictures, and um, so you know, hopefully he'll you know. Uh, kept his word on that because i didn't you know it shows he's got some got some backbone and uh that was not as, a, as far as physically and yeah he promised that he was gonna give uh some funding to the people that that cannot access treatment because we spent we spent 60 not 16 60 thousand dollars last year getting people from detox into treatment and um and i just you know it's it's blood money you know, and people aren't throwing and i don't I'm busy every day kind of doing the grunt work and stuff, which is what I like to do. That's where God has put me. But uh, it's, 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 it's hard to raise that kind of money, you know, it's 50, 20, 100 dollars at a time. And, uh, and I told him, I had a couple of meetings with him and told him what we do, showed him the results and testimonials. We have lots of testimonials. And uh, he says, yeah, we've, you've discovered a gap in the system that needs to be filled, and it's not a lot, and we're going to take care of it. And like I said, I don't want the money. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible. I'll show them how we do it and how it should be, how I think it should be done so um, people can get the help that they need without me. And, and nobody told me to do it. I don't have an attitude about it, but I, I can't... Um, it's not just my fight, you know. People, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a government's problem, and they gotta, they put some money towards it, and I, and I just feel like um, if I continue to keep doing it, it's kind of like enabling. I'm not sure that they're gonna realize that there's a, uh, they realize there's a problem, but you know, if you keep doing something, they're not gonna do anything. But then there's the other side of me. You see, I'm a little bit of kook, but is it is it? If I say to somebody, you know, I'm, I can't help you to prove a point. And something happens you know um i'm not gonna own it but i would feel bad because i everybody's worth 200 dollars, and um it's kind of like cutting off your nose to spite your face i mean yeah. what am i gonna say well i geez i told you look at chris 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 is back in jail or god forbid i i didn't i didn't you know i didn't scholarship him because we ran out of money and now uh his, you know his parents are burying him yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, it would happen but i'm not like i said i'm not gonna own it i don't want to sound like a martyr 
but it's a small price. It's not a huge amount of money, 50 grand a year to get people from point A to B. So that's what we spend most of the money that we raise when you said It's a lot of money that you've raised though. Yeah, we've been doing it for over, you know, it's over 10 years. You know, it's been a long time. We haven't spent 50,000, but the last couple of years it's been over 50 grand, you know, getting people from point A to B and um but some really Hey Mary. Mary? Go find her, will you? And tell her I need a couple of those testimonials because I want her to yeah. read it. Uh, yeah, that would be but, awesome. Yeah, but, um, you know, but like I said, nobody told us to, nobody told us to um, do that, but uh, somebody had asked me to help them a few, you know, five, six years ago, and it evolved into something that's kind of bigger than, bigger than me or bigger than us. Not yet. We haven't had to turn our back on anybody, but uh, hopefully... The government, the uh, governor, and uh, the state will kick in, like they said, and um, and put a little bit of funds aside for the people who need it. Because a transition, it's, yeah, it's something that actually works. It's it's proven that it works. It's not like the suboxone, the methadone right. clinics that they spend shitloads of money on. I'm not saying that. Not I. I don't want to get off the subject, but um, but uh, there's a couple here if you want to yeah. take a. These are real recent ones. Um. You know, I'm not saying that they don't, um, so, you know, work, but um, this is something that you're, you're you're giving people a chance to get their lives back and their kids back in their lives um, by teaching them how to live clean and sober. I mean, uh, I'll read one of these. This is pretty you, recent. Are they really February recent? 2018, and it says, Dear Chucky Rosa, thank you very much for helping me with money to get into light landing sober living. I am so grateful because without your help, I couldn't afford to go from treatment to sober living. I would end up back homeless in my area, jumping from unsafe situations and places which would eventually lead to me relapsing like before. At Light Landing, I have a real chance at starting over and someday or succeeding in building my life back while staying clean and sober. I have two little boys that depend on me and need their mom back clean and healthy. So again, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all. That is awesome. Yeah, well, so you know, we get we get a lot, you know, stuff like that. We scholarship like one point two people, like um, like five six people a week. So we get those, you know, and uh, you know, they're some pretty powerful stuff. So some people make the best of the opportunity. Um, and the way I broke it down when I had my my meetings with the governor is that for fifty thousand dollars. All you have to do is keep one or two people that would be in jail out of jail, and it pays for right. itself. And we scholarship hundreds of people. So all you got to do is hit a home run once out of 150 times. They did the math before. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, is it, is yeah. It, you save it, money. It, it, it costs, it right. costs $36,000 to keep someone in, in jail. So, and plus the kids are on you know, food stamps, and they need to see therapists, and blah, 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 blah. They're not paying taxes because they're, plus, you know... You're like this person with two little kids, right? Yeah, they're you know they're like learning stuff right now. They need oh, right. help. Well, well, so you're well, helping them, right? Right. And I and I, I I didn't purposely leave the human aspect out of it, but unfortunately, a lot of people money. only want to see talk about yeah. money. And you know the the real the real the real winners are the the kids got their mother back in the picture or their father. Yeah. And um, they're an asset to society instead of being a, I hate to say a drain on society. You know, a, a drain. You know. Uh, so a lot of good things happen for, like I said, you know, sounds a little crude, but everybody's worth a couple hundred bucks, you know, 
you can take it and, and make the best of it and um but not have that opportunity you know uh you know if i went away um i i, I just want to make sure something is in place for uh and that's what i'm hoping the, they said in june they have a budget so i don't know I, I have it written down my mary keeps notes on the meetings but uh in june they will present something to make sure that uh, they put the money aside so these detoxes have access to this money. The state of New Hampshire put the, the money to the side. State of, the state of New Hampshire, yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But when you started Chucky's Fight, like, what did it start at? It was just, it was like you going and talking to schools, right? Yeah, some lady asked me at a, at a, at a uh, I think it was at a, she just asked me if I would come and speak to her fifth grade or her school, her kids. It was a health class. And her friend was a health teacher at Timberlane High School. So she said that was, you know, I guess she thought it was good. And she said, can you come and speak to Timberlane High School, my health class? And then it just evolved into that. I go to a lot of schools. And, and I just figured, you know, no matter how, like I said, I don't lecture, but no matter how good of a um, impact you make, I said, you know, I wanted to, I'm just thinking to myself, I'd like to leave them with something. So I went up to a place in New York and um, I had these dog tags made, you know, as a, you know, I'm not a professional, but as a fighter, I said, I want to mm -hmm. do something. And I had to make these dog tags and there's a picture of a, of a fighter and it says, help knock out substance abuse. And I said, to the, I say to the students, if you want to make a pledge to make healthy choices, you can put it in your pocket. You can put it on your mirror. You can do whatever you want with it, but you gotta, you know, you gotta use this as a tool when somebody asks you to smoke a joint, or to go out and drink or something, that you're gonna make a good choice. You know, think about something your teacher taught you, or, or maybe if you have somebody in your family that most people have somebody that struggled, or something from my presentation that will remind you to make a healthy choice. And the kids, the uh, students take them, um, or people at the treatment center or wherever I am. And, uh, and I, see kid, I see kids like from years later, they'll say, you know, it'll be like six years ago. They'll say, you remember me from Exeter, Phillips Exeter? You came to my school seven years ago. And uh, I said, I don't remember you because I don't remember anything. I said, but I said, uh, <laughs> he said, but I said what, did, what do you, did I come to your school for? And I'm, I pretty much have an idea. And they say, oh, you came and. And they'll pull the dog tag, you know, they'll, they'll have, the, they'll say, I still have your dog tag on my mirror. I, I, I'm still making good choices. And I'll say, you know, and then they, they'll give me a hug and I'll say, you know, you made my fucking day, you know, because it yeah. makes me think that there was some, some value there. So it, it's, it's, it's nice. We've given away almost a hundred thousand dog tags. Um, and, um, hopefully, uh, I, I did have something, you know, they always say if you can help one person, um, Real quick story. I was at. I hope this doesn't sound vain, but it's a really. I, I think it's. I, I almost want my name out of it. But I went to this school recently, and um, there was a, the kids were lined up. I make them take the dog tags one at a time, so I can look them in the eye. If I have to mean mug them, I said, "That would make me." I said, "No." I said, "This is this is you know. Don't just take one because everybody's taking one." I says, "This is a commitment you're making. You know, blah blah blah." But this girl's in line, and she says, "Ah." Uh, She's going to talk to you after the class. And I says, I says, I says, of course. And she looked upset. And I'm like, shit, I said, I probably said something offensive, you know, because sometimes I do, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, and she says, I, I, and so everybody leaves and she comes up to me. She says, oh, well, you spoke to me when uh, last year when I, I moved from Portsmouth to here, the school I was at. And I says, 
oh, I said, okay, well, you don't have to take one, but if you want one, I'll give you another one. I thought it was no big deal. And she goes, no, no, that's not it. She goes, uh, I go, what's the matter? And she, and, and, um, she says, well, last month or something, my friend, I don't, I don't remember the names. Uh, my, my, my friend, Ellen, who's a little bit older than me, asked me to go out with her and she was, she's a little bit older than me, but she's a good friend of mine and she wanted to go out and do the wrong thing. And, um, and I told her no, because I made this pledge, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, good for you. You know, I'm, I thought that was the end of it. And she, she's just kind of looking at me and I says, okay. And she goes, well, my, her mother called the mother of the girl that she didn't go out with called her the next morning, said that she, the girl had overdosed. And I said, of course, I'm, I always try to be optimistic. I said, well, is she okay? She puts her head down. She says, no, she's dead. And she goes, and that could have been me. And I want to thank you for saving my life. And I said, I didn't save your life. You saved your life. But, uh, but that's, you know, that made me feel like th th there's some value to. Without a doubt. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you hear something good happens and, um. Without a doubt, man. Going, yeah. People need you right now. No, like, no, you know, no. the, the, <laughs> This thing is bad. Yeah. You know? Going to a lot of wakes. Yeah, it's bad. And mm. I mean, I, you know, I appreciate what you do because for me, this is something that means something to me. I grew up with alcoholics and drug addicts. Did and you? I was an alcoholic and yeah, drug addict. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You know, I've been to rehab three times. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hoping that, yeah, you know, yeah. and so I, but I've been good. I got a lot of help when Pete, you know what? Like, mm. I was very fortunate and was lucky and got mm -hmm. help, mm -hmm. and uh, and everything has been. No, I mean not everything's been good, yeah. but everything's been good. <laughs> yeah, you know? right, right, right. But I think uh, my daughter, who's here and who sees, who's met, you know, known yeah. you for years since yeah. she was born, yeah, a little girl, yeah, yeah, and uh, has grown up around jumping in the ocean with yeah. you, and hopefully, like we're gonna save her from going through, yes. or save me from going through, right, you know, right? Because so, right. I, I don't, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so I appreciate it, well, man. You. What you're doing, well, that means a lot, you know. I just, like I said a half hour ago, though, I do it for selfish reasons. I mean, my sure. heart is definitely in the right place, but I don't want nobody to have to go through that either because I I thought I was an uneducated parent. I lived with a lot of guilt because I thought that, you know, um, it was a phase they was going through that was going to pass, and it never did. And I didn't take it lightly. I used to scream at them and punish them and whack them probably, you know. I, you know, it's just what we did. You know, I was from a family of nine, and... Uh, but I never, I never, I just, I thought it was a phase they were going through and there was no such thing. There was no drugs or alcohol really per se in my family. But, you know, uh, I, I tell I tell the students now, I says, you know, it, it doesn't matter about, it does matter a little bit about the predisposition. You said you're from a family of alcohol and drug addicts. But at the end of the day, George and everybody, it's a decision that you are going to make because nobody's going to hold you down and pour booze down your throat or, or make you smoke a joint or, or make you, you know, do heroin, whatever. I says, because it's a choice that you are going to make and people can use that whole predisposed, you know, genetic bullshit that, well, I, my family's drug addicts. I'm going to probably be a drug addict. You can either say that or you can do what? Say, you know what? That's not for me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not going down that right. road. And the and the cycle. Yes, you can end the, the cycle. Break the cycle, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I try to tell them: is that it's your decision. I think sometimes the language we use today that it's a disease, and in martial arts is a saying, uh, whatever. It's it's if you think you can or you can't, mm -hmm. you're right. So if you think you are, you've got a disease, 
you're going to say, well, you know, I'm going to probably be a drug addict or an alcoholic. Um, but if you think you're, you know, so it's all about choices, I tell them. And, um, and I tell them that this is a fist fight that you can win every day. It's not like telling you that you can't, you can, uh, you know, sometimes there's all these cliches. That if you can dream it, you can do it. Well, I'd like to be able to jump over those telephone wires right now. But I, no matter how hard I train, I'm probably never going to be able to do that. But you know what I can do today? I can stay. I can stay clean and sober. If you know, there's a there's a liquor store right there. that's about a hundred yards, and I drive by it five times a day. It's either on my right or my left, and I'm gonna say to myself, boy, you know, a bottle of whiskey. Nobody. I don't really have to answer to anybody. But you know what? I put my own foot up my ass. You know, I'm I'm not saying I've been perfect for ten years, but I know I'm not. I'm not doing that today. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. So it's a fist fight I can win every day. And I tell the kids, I shouldn't say kids, students, people at treatment centers, break it down however you want. I keep it really simple. It's something you can do. It's not like a monumental task like me trying to jump out with those fucking wires. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. I might not be able to make it down the stairs, you know, but I. It, it, but it's seriously, it's something that you can, uh, Definitely. something you can do. And I think that, I think that's more of the language. And I think they need to start teaching this stuff. When they, when they, when they, they, when they're, when they're in, not infants, but when they're in school, you know, keep it age appropriate because you can't show kindergartners the same things you're showing, you know, the seventh and eighth graders or even the high school kids. But I think that if you, if you instill that in them a couple of times a week, 20 minute classes, different ways, because different people learn different ways. There's visual learners, there's people that can read well, or people that listen to, you know, go on a field trip and show, a guy that used to be, or a girl that used to be this beautiful, or not so beautiful person, just a good person that made a bad choice and now they're in a wheelchair drooling out, you know, it's going to have an effect. Because yeah. it had an effect on me, when, and again, I don't remember much, but when I was in Arlington, we went to the Museum of Science and there was a pink lung and a black lung. And the short version is the black lung was a smoker's lung and the, the other one was a healthy lung. And... I think there were pig's lungs, and I was going to be, I was going to be the next heavy, I thought I was going to be the next heavyweight champion of the world, I wanted to be, a, you know, whatever, and I said to myself, you know, I'm in third grade, and I says, I says, you know, I'd go down to the park, and Alan said, everybody be smoking, I'd be like, why, why, why are you smoking to the big kids, but everybody's big when you're little, you know, they did to get the, get out of here, Rosa, you know, screw, and I'm like, but the, the point I'm making is, is I never smoked a cigarette because I thought that I was going to get black lung, but I've smoked rocks. Yeah. I, you know, I say I'm embarrassed. I mean, I'm, right. I'm certainly not. I've smoked. I've smoked other things. I've smoked that. I've smoked. Uh, I've drank to excess. I'm too much of, thankfully, I'm too much of a coward to put a needle in my arm. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of needles. I'll get swung on by, you know, <laughs> monsters, you know, the guys we used to I used train yeah. with, you know, Cody and them, but oh, yeah. I used to train with, you know, but I'm, I'm thankfully I'm afraid of needles, but the point is, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just all about decisions and, and, uh, I don't know. No, it's true, man. Yeah, it's but, true. They, but they need to teach, but the point I'm making is I learned that little, that little tidbit about the lungs, that made me never smoke a cigarette, yeah. but they never taught. I'm not blaming the schools, by the way, school people. I just I just think that it's time because of the severity of the, the, the drugs out there. I'm not minimizing what the pot in the back in the day did or the drugs, but it's a, just it's a different world. People are, you know, smoking a little bit of weed 
and it's putting them on Queer Street for two days because it's laced with all this other shit and, and, the, and the, the heroin, not that it was ever right, but it's laced with fentanyl and people are killing people and, and you cannot touch it, you can't try it because once you, you do, you can be in a fight for the rest of your life. That's, yeah. that's what I tell them, so be... Be, uh, be diligent and um, I think you got to teach people that though. early too yes early, early yeah yeah not, so. not, not a guy coming in for Chuck Rosa coming in for an hour once a year right. I'm, a, I'm okay at what I do I think I'm not good at a lot of things but I'm pretty good at that you know um, I'm pretty good at motivating people that most people can I'm a pretty good fighter and I, I'm a decent cook but I'm not good at a lot of things but it's something the point I'm making though is really is that it, it's something that you can teach people that that um, they need to be taught, and and if you're not, if it's not taught, people, I just don't really think no, yeah. and uh, it's our job to do it because you're not giving them a fair shot, and that's where I live with that guilt. Is I don't think I, I don't think I gave my kids uh, enough of an education because I didn't know. Right. There was no, there was, there was none of that. There's no know? handbook telling you what you got to tell them. Yeah, but I just didn't think, George, that there was, it was like, I, you know, there was no drinking. My grandparents, my parents, it wasn't like something that I thought that was going to be a big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it, it becomes a big deal. Everybody thinks they can manage it, but at some point, it will manage you. 100%. And for everybody that's listening, as far as I'm concerned, you know, probably get some hate mail for this, is there's not a person walking this planet that, that uses drugs or alcohol, even quote-unquote socially, the lady that drinks a glass of wine every night with their meal. There's not one person, as far as I'm concerned, that hasn't had a bad a bad episode or a bad... It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up on the other side of the grass. You know, that's the, that's the worst-case scenario, or in a fiery car crash or doing a jail sentence. You might just... It might have ended up saying something to someone that you didn't mean to because you were a little buzzed or, you, you, you know... But something will happen because if anybody that says I've never had a negative consequence is an effing liar, as far as I'm concerned. You done? You said something bad to somebody or humiliated yourself? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, and it doesn't need to be that way, you right? Know? But I'm not here to lecture anybody, especially the older people. That you know, older people, they can make your own decisions. But I think we do need it. I will say you need to teach the kids. Uh, there's no, there's nothing, nothing really good's gonna come out of it. You know, I say we, I got, I got all jammed up last night and. This is what happened. Right. Usually, that's usually not not going to happen. Yeah. There's no real plot side to it. So you don't you, you know don't don't do it. You don't know what you're missing, and um, you're not really missing anything. <laughs> it's but, a fine line, yeah. man. Once you cross it, it's hard to come back from. And, and you may sl- not. It's a slippery friggin' slope. Yeah. Yeah. I've, made, I've made mistakes where I said, you know, I can have. I'll hear in the radio. Well, I glass of red wine glass and a half of red wine a day is 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 good for your blood and i'm like geez i've been training hard i deserve it and all of a sudden i'll talk myself into i can have a glass and a half of red wine and you know what i have a glass and a half of red wine and you know what it turns into <laughs> the it bottle turns into the, the fucking, bottle's gone the whole gallon right, right? and it's, yeah. a, it's a disgrace because i'm actually pretty disciplined it doesn't sound like it but i make myself do a lot of stuff and and it's not you know and and I said you know when I said the reason I'm bringing all that up is it's a slippery slope because yeah. if if I could be drinking I'd be drinking right now but I just you know can't put the brakes on so no. um, I know <laughs> you know I know yeah. um so if people want to like find out about you Chucky'sFight.com yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, go to Chucky'sFight.com yeah the C H U C K Y S no apostrophe fight yeah. They can they can donate money through Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to help you out. 
it's hel- it helps out. It really does help out people if you and if you donate, you'll get a copy. I mean, there's a you know there we get. Uh, I mean, I got three letters here from February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from this February. There's a nice short one there. Did. Have your girlfriend them? Yeah, I mean, it's not not that they need to hear it, but the point I'm George is saying about donating, the money really goes to helping real people. I don't write these testimonials. You'll you'll get like if if you want to get a testimonial to somebody that you helped, um, you you know give me your address and I'll say yeah, you you gave this money. This is this is how this 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 ended up. So uh, some pretty some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. Um, and you so and come down and jump in the ocean with Chucky. Yeah, like come down next Saturday at eleven o'clock. Yeah, um, our yeah. friend Diane's putting yeah. on yeah. with Chucky yeah. every year. Um, there's a huge group of people that will be jumping in the ocean with Chucky Rosa. Yeah, um, and it's awesome. Like yeah. it's today we're gonna go do it, and yeah. it, but it's like super nice outside. But, hey, but you know what, George? The water's still cold. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it is. It's 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 still only forty degrees. Right. So, uh, we get a good jolt, so, right? It's yeah. good, a little cryotherapy. Yeah, yeah. And and any time, any time during the winter, or if there's a special day that means something to you, literally call me up. And uh, if you want to jump in on January 11th, if, whatever, whatever the whatever the, the the if you have a special day, um, just come down and I'll make we'll make arrangements and I'll accommodate you the best of my ability. Um, and usually I just ask you to bring a quote, you know, because what we do is I just say the temperature. I have a special guest. It's the same old routine if you watch a couple of videos and um, we go in, jump in, and you give an inspirational quote um, when we get out, something that's uh, to motivate some people, uh, something that means something to you. Um, but it's fun. It's a very good for business. It's very good for team building. Um, I see people from years ago say, oh, I was with the ABC company. Remember when we jumped in and um, we still talk about it. And so it, it's some it, you know some good camaraderie and uh, you're doing some good stuff for people that need the help right now in this crisis that we're in. So um, talk to your kids about it and um, happy Easter. <laughs> Thanks a lot, brother. Happy Easter to you, man. All right, um, you. let's go do it. We'll give you. We'll put links to Chucky in in the uh, in the posts. You can find him on Facebook. We're gonna go jump in the water. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all you do, no, brother. Thank you. Let's guys. go do it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for listening. Peace.